0: Welcome to I Am the Horse Witch. Here we talk about all things horsey and witchy and all of the in betweens. This is your space to work with magic and manifestation to achieve your goals, make your intentions a reality, and live your best witchy life. I'm your host, Tamara, so let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of I Am the Horse Witch. I hope you're moving along in 2024 and embracing the energy of the new moon last week. New year, new moon. It's a brave new world. I'm recording this in the middle of a terrible, terrible storm. Um, It's lightning, thunder, windy and pouring with rain. So if you can hear it in the background, I do apologize, but it is a full summer storm here. This week, we're going to be talking about hands-on healing. I'll refer to horses, but know that this can apply to all animals and humans. Just adjust the dialogue to associate with the anatomy or area of another being. But what I'm really going to be talking about here is the energy in your own hands and what you are capable of and your own transference of energy. Energy is healing and it works both for your animal and yourself. A healing session with your animal can strengthen your bond and friendship, and the exchange of energy can provide physical and emotional relief, both both for you and the animal. Again, I always preface this with any of the energy work isn't a substitute for veterinary advice. It is in addition, in supplement. So please seek advice from your personal or animal healthcare practitioner for any concerns there are many different routes of body work with horses and humans, dogs and cats. But remember that cats lie. Cats can be physically limping, dragging a leg, but tell you nothing's wrong. It's all in your imagination. Cats have huge pride. So if you're having a mental conversation with a cat saying, hey, look, where's your pain? Don't expect them to tell the truth. Okay, so yes, cats can, um, cats will try and protect their pride and they will lie about the level of pain and where it's coming from if they actually admit to any pain at all. So, with body work, there's acupressure based on the Chinese traditional medicine and the points on the different meridians or strands of energy in the body. There's traditional massage uh, for humans, that's Swedish or remedial massage. But with, um, with horses, there's horse physiotherapy, there's even horse yoga. There is um, horse traditional massage, Bowen therapy, Emmet therapy and Reiki, which is working with energy with the hands, but not actually touching the skin or hair. I've just had a blackout, but I'm going to keep recording because I can still see a little bit of light from my phone and my computer. So just bear with me. So those forms of body work that I've mentioned, there's still more. There's um, different forms of equine body work and human body work, but that sort of just gives you an idea if any of those areas interest you and you'd like to research them a bit more. I've taken home practitioner courses, oh my gosh, not sure if you heard that thunder in the background. And of course, my mind goes to, I hope my horses are okay. Um, As I said, I've taken home practitioner courses in acupressure and therapy for my own use, for my own animals. And you can also relay it to uh, humans, so I've done it on friends as well. But today, I won't be talking about specific points as such, as this should really be done with an advanced practitioner in a teaching environment. But today is more about how you can use the energy in your own hands to benefit your animals in a way that is gentle and engaging and using the healing energy that's naturally inherent in all of us. It all starts with your own energy. This is a little exercise. During the next week, start to become aware of how your energy changes in the presence of different people. Now, this may sound obvious, but sometimes we just forget to check in. Different people will affect you even on a subtle plane. And sometimes it's not so subtle. Sometimes it's much more obvious. Some people will leave you frazzled, stressed and depleted due to their energy states, while others will leave you calm, happy, or even inspired. It's just a little exercise to see that we're always in engage and exchange of energy. I'm not very good at keeping appointments. I will if it's something really important and needs doing, But for example, I rarely book a massage. I just can't seem to keep to the appointment. Something will happen, something will come up and it just doesn't seem to be high on my list of priorities. However, I've had many random massages just walking into places in shopping malls or in Bali or Thailand. And I can just tell By the way the person closes the curtains, and this is with my eyes shut, just by feeling their energy, I can tell what the massage is going to be like. I can tell whether they're going to pummel the shit out of me by digging their elbows into my knotty shoulders, which never works, by the way, with me, or if there's actually going to be an exchange of the healing energy of touch. Now, you might say, well, of course, it's going to be random if you're just going to go into any old place for a massage. But I've also been given vouchers for spas and quite, and really good spas where, in my humble opinion, the massage has been less than stellar. I mean, anyone can learn the techniques or moves of massage or bodywork. What elevates it and what heals is the energy. I still remember this young student I had at a massage place at Inaloo Shopping Centre. Yes, that's right. We have a suburb called Inaloo in Perth. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so used to it because I used to live next door to the suburb that I forget what it's called until I say it to someone who doesn't know what it is. Anyway, back to the massage. It was the best massage. This man's hands literally had healing energy oozing out of them. His English was limited and my Chinese is nil, but I managed to understand that he was a student and only worked there for a couple of days a week. I tried to tell him that he had a healing gift, like an actual gift, but I don't think he understood the extent of my gratitude. But that's an example of someone that as soon as he, well, I could kind of tell just the way he drew the curtains, the way he you know, put my, you know, horrible <laughs> thongs underneath the um the massage table. I went, ooh, okay, we're going somewhere else now. And as soon as this touched me, I think that I started drooling like straight away. ASAP. ASAP, my head, <laughs> you know, the uh the tissue paper stuck to my sunscreen and the drool started to happen. I thought, oh my god, this guy's so good. And this is something really interesting. I did the home Emmet therapy course for home practitioners for practicing on your own animals. Uh, This is an Australian therapy. I think that the main guy, (laughs) the main guy, the guy who developed it was a, a Queenslander. And I found that there was a crossover in points used between this therapy and Chinese acupressure points. However, someone else in the group also noticed it and mentioned this. And the instructor seemed to be a little bit defensive, saying, no, no, these are Emmet points, not Chinese acupressure points, which I found the defensiveness quite interesting because, you know, in my opinion, what works, works, doesn't really matter if it's Emmet Chinese therapy, it's for the healing. And this is also interesting. Two people I know went to level five in this bodywork discipline. Level five, once you've achieved it, you can then go and uh, practice as a professional. I get paid for doing the session on horses that you don't know, and um, you know you are a qualified practitioner. Both of those women say that they now work by intuition rather than the actual points. They have the foundation of the technique, but they let their intuition guide them as to where they should put their fingers on the horse in a session. And just to finish off, they said that their instructors sometimes gave them slightly different information as to where the points actually are. And please, this is 100% not to disem it, which is a fantastic therapy and technique. I still use it. I still thoroughly recommend it. It's just that there's a little bit of leeway between the foundations and the actual use of it. Both of the women that I know and respect that use it, they use their intuition to guide them with the horse, using what they know as a foundation for their hands-on healing. Okay, so step one with all of this is to center yourself. Okay, we're going to move on to a little bit of that in a second, but make sure that you're breathing deeply, that you're calm, that you've maybe like done a little bit of white light or whatever you do to ground yourself and get rid of your own crapola before you start to work with your horse. Okay. I find just being in my horse's presence, I tend to go, ah, I need to drop the shit because otherwise this horse is actually, he's not going to benefit or she's not going to benefit. And I certainly am not either. And I find the healing sessions with my horse, it's such an exchange that I heal as well. So the seven common chakras with horses, and these are just seven parts that you can practice putting your hands lightly on your horse. And we're going to go into developing the energy in our hands in a second. So there's the root or base chakra, which relates to our foundation and feeling of well-being and feeling grounded. And it's located at the base of the spine in the tailbone area. The sacral chakra you'll find on just before as the um, as the rump of the horse dips down to the tailbone, there is a slight indentation just before the highest point of the rump. And that's where you'll find the sacral chakra. This chakra relates to the horse's connection to the emotional body and its ability to accept others and new experiences. The solar plexus chakra is located in the stomach area of the horse. If I'm working with the solar plexus chakra, I'll put my hand on its abdomen underneath and you'll see that there is a little indentation and I'll put my hand lightly on that area. You might have to work your way into doing that with your horse because it's a really sensitive area, particularly with mares. The other way of working with it is at the sides of the stomach or on top in the middle of the back. Always go lightly, always go gently, always read your horse. Remember that we're working with touch and you need your horse's permission, particularly to go into a sensitive area. So rather than just going straight for its underbelly, Try starting on the top of its back in the middle of the back area. The solar plexus chakra relates to the horse's ability to be confident and in control of his life. The heart chakra is located in the horse's chest. Uh, So you will, the horse's front legs, once again, work your way into it. Um, In the perfect world, you'll be able to put your hand in between your horse's front legs and have it lightly on the chest as well as the, the first area just between the front legs. Remember, always go lightly. If your horse is sensitive, you might want to start with the upper chest area. And the heart chakra relates to the horse's ability to love the quality of the love and also past lives. Okay, so past lives, mm, I'm not too sure. I, I stand in a very, very strange place with that. Um, but if you believe in past lives and it's something that you want to work with, that is the chakra both for humans and for, for horses that holds those those memories and that past resonance. The throat chakra, well, that's lovely and obvious. We love the throat chakra. So just where the bridal latch goes, uh, just under there, that's the throat. Remember, when you're working up to something, sometimes it's great just to go to an area just near it and then work your way lightly up so that you would maybe start with the horse's neck. You could stroke it a little bit and then slowly work up so that your hand is lightly under its throat. And this uh, relates to the horse's ability to communicate and deals with the emotions of communication, self-expression of feelings. Which comes out with horses through the training. They can often, they will show you how they feel about certain things, and that's your cue to work with it. The third eye or brow chakra is between the horse's eyes. And if you put your hands lightly there or hand lightly there, it's a really, really relaxing, beautiful energy. It helps to calm anxiety. And it relates to the horse's ability to focus. Um, and you will find that if you can find, there's a little point right in the middle between its eyes where the hair goes in different directions. Um, it's it's where you'll find the whirl, if your horse has one, or the star, and you can put your hand there breathe very lightly, and the horses generally find it extremely relaxing. And we have the crown chakra, which is the highest chakra, and that is on top of the horse's head in between its ears. And it relates in horses to the clarity of thinking. So if your horse tends to get a bit fried when it's training or um, it can be over- Overstimulated. stimulated try putting your hand just there to calm it and to find clarity of thinking. And lastly, we have a number eight for animals. It's the brachial chakra. It's only found in animals. It's located either side of the body in the area of the shoulders. It's the main energy center in all animals and links directly to all the other chakras. It is the centre which relates to animal-human interaction and any healing should always begin at this chakra. So you will find it, it. I've got it in my head. I've got the picture. You've got the wither. Just slightly come down the shoulder. Use your hand very, very slowly and let your hand rest on the shoulder just under the wither on the curve where it goes into the neck. Did you know that your hands have minor chakras as well? These are fantastic to work with when we're working with the chakras of our horse, because we're transferring our own energy and we're working with the horse's energy. The hands are known to be centers of healing and creativity. When you sit down to paint a picture or draw, you're effectively channeling non-physical energy and bringing it down to the physical level. This is why artists often find themselves in a light trance state while they work. And you'll find also when you're doing healing work with animals that sometimes the time goes really, really fast or that you get when you're In the moment, when you're in flow, you get so deep into it that you feel like you could go for hours. Um, And sometimes you really have to work with how much the horse or the animal can take and not overload it. Okay. So even though you're having a great time, remember, always be in engagement with the animal so that you can tell, right, I think he's had enough. That's enough for today remember, don't go get away with the fairies or away with the pixies and think, oh, this is great. This is so good for me. And the horse is going, I can't take any more healing. And this is relates to the hands as well. And what I was saying before, when you receive a massage, a similar process is taking place. The hands act as conduits to transfer healing energy from one person to another, which is why sometimes uh, it works beyond just the massage techniques and actually becomes a healing as you work with your hands these minor chakras in your hands become open and can expand so what about feeling energy what does it feel like for me it feels like and i'm and, you know I've just been through a lightning storm here it seems to have calmed down but it when I say it feels like energy, it feels like a very minor electrical vibration. That's probably the best way I can, I can explain it, like a very, very light bulb. These are some ways to open your hand chakras to get you ready and prepared to for a lovely, lovely healing session with your animal or your person. Along with practicing these exercises, or I'm about to go through an exercise with you, um, you can further open your hand chakras by painting a picture or a drawing, which is not my personal thing. But what I would do is I like to work with glitter and I like to work with leaves. And I, if I went, you know what? All right, I'm actually going to do this. I would maybe create something where I can glue something on, work with glitter, work with a gold pen, work with gold and silver paint, something like that would really, really suit me. Giving a massage, so exchange of energy in that way. Playing an instrument, once again, not really my thing. But I did used to play the piano, and that certainly is an exchange of energy. Journaling. Love journaling. I probably do it most days. Sometimes I'll go through a... uh, This is generally in winter when the weather keeps me a bit more indoors. Uh, but sometimes I go through obsessive journaling stage where I just write and write and write. And I might even journal three times a day, once when I wake up, once during the day, and maybe once while I'm watching TV at night, just jot down anything that I suddenly think of. Um, I also journal for this podcast. I thought things will come to me during the week and go, oh, that needs to be said. That needs to be um Be discussed. Offering to help someone physically, okay, offering to actually give them some help doing some kind of manual labour where you're using your hands to give that helping energy and also accepting help and support. So if someone wants to prune your garden, (laughs) let let them, (laughs) don't say no, okay, it's an exchange of energy. Another way of opening the hand chakras is by holding a crystal and feeling that vibration, which is very, very similar to feeling the energy from an animal when you use one of their chakras or a part of their body, or you use an acupressure point. So hold a crystal. You can hold it in any hand. Some people say the dominant, some people say the uh, less dominant hand, the passive hand, but try and feel the energy. And you can also do it by giving yourself a break in between two different crystals and feeling the different energy. So a rose quartz is going to feel really different to a black tourmaline. So here's a hand chakra exercise that you can use to, to help to develop the energy in your hands and the feeling in your hands and the vibrations, so that you're fully prepared to go out and put your hands on your horse in a different way than you might have done without doing this exercise. So start by getting into a relaxed position. Seated is great, or you can lie down, whatever you prefer. Focus on your breath until your mind becomes calm. Begin firmly rubbing your hands together. Next, separate your hands and focus on the residual energy you feel there. It might feel like a warm or tingling sensation. Try to hold on to this sensation for as long as you can. Once you're comfortable with that, try to visualize a small energy ball in between your two hands. See if you can decrease or increase the size of it by pushing your hands closer together or pulling them further apart. Once you're able to do that, try to make the energy ball bounce in between your two hands. Don't worry if you don't feel any sensations at first. This is normal if you've never worked with your hands or energy like this before. Take it slowly, practice often, and eventually you'll start to feel the flow of energy. Once you've got that basic idea down, you can move on to directing this energy to your horse or to different parts of your own body or to different parts of your your horse. Okay, so this is great. And you can just practice on yourself before your horse because that's likely to build confidence in you. And it's great if you have any aches or pains or notice any energetic blockages. You can do that exercise and then put your hand on the various aches or pains or try it on your partner or family if they'll let you. So create the energy ball between your hands and direct it to your part of the body that needs healing or relief. Then once you feel comfortable with that, then try it on your horse. You can also do this using a single hand. So place one hand on the specific area of the horse, just really, really lightly, and visualize an energy ball passing through and into that area of the horse. Visualize the ball of energy as white light, gently dissolving the tension or pain in this body part. You'll sometimes experience the energy as a warm sensation, tingles, or as I said, vibrations. Remember, this is nothing to fear. This is actually what energy feels like. And these sensations can sometimes last a couple of hours after you've finished a a session. As I say, it's common to experience a warm sensation, tingles or vibrations. Remember, these sensations are energy. And that's a good thing that you feel it. These sensations can sometimes last for a couple of hours after you've finished a session. So I thought today that I would finish up with using my crystal grid deck, which also divides the crystals into different chakras. I've got the chart in front of me. So we've got all the different chakras here because this is for humans, we don't have the brachial chakra, Um, but it does have the crystals all designated to different chakras. And also, just thought I would let you know that a lovely lady called Serena Wilson contacted me and said that she'd found, stumbled across, I love that expression, stumbled across the podcast and lots of lovely things saying thank you, she's binging it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been binged before, but I do love that because I've binged so many different things. Um, but look, sometimes all we need to do is think for one second. And due to a community of people, we don't have to be in the same room. Even if we think for one second and send this woman, good luck, she's going to have an operation removing the, I was about to say removing the chakras from her eyes, removing cataracts from her eyes. Uh, So if we could just send her some good luck and some healing energy and lots of blessings, that would be amazing. So I'm going to draw a crystal and maybe this crystal would also be good for her. It would. It's definitely going to be related to uh, the healing and the, um, the body work we've been talking about today. But let's see what crystal is going to speak to us, speak to our horses, speak to our fellow humans and speak to our animals. Okay, this is a little bit crazy. So of course, we had a jumping card which was the Rose Aura Quartz, Heart's Desire, Love Divine. Okay, so um, I have seen in, um, (laughs) if you're lucky enough to be in a shop in Margaret River, I think it's called Enchanted. I have seen Rose Aura Quartz there. Uh, It's the only place I can think of that I've seen it, but maybe that's just me. The energy of love vibrates on a soul level, penetrating the body through its many layers of tissue all the way down to the cells. Rose aura quartz is a crystal of love with the ability to shift one's sense of self, provide nourishment for your growth and transform fear and doubts into unconditional love, creating a strong bond to the universe. It creates a synergy between the pineal gland located in the brain and associated with your third eye and the heart chakra infusing your intuition with space to give and receive more love. It relates to all zodiac, the sun and the moon, and is related to the heart chakra. Okay, now this is the crazy thing. How many cards are in this? How many cards are in this deck? It's an 80 card deck. Okay, so we had a jumping card, which was Rose Aura. So that fell out. So out of 79 cards, another one fell out. And the reason why I ignored this is because I don't really know how to pronounce it. Uh, And so here I go. Lapidocrosite, which is not something readily available in Australia. In fact, I've never seen it in an Australian shop. So what I did was I went, oh, okay, don't know how to say it. (laughs) Don't know how to get it. I will just put it back in the pack. So then, and also it's an orangey colour and I thought it's a little bit too close to rose or a quartz. I'll just get another one. So what I did was, look, I'm being too intellectual about this. I'll just close my eyes and do it. Out of 79 cards, I shuffled. I had my eyes closed the whole time. I divided it into three packs. I did my whole energy healing in my left hand, my non-dominant hand, so the one that I do less work with so that it has sometimes more feeling in it. What did I come up with? Out of 79 cards, I came up with the one that I can't say. (laughs) Exactly the same one that jumped out which is Lupita So someone is probably going to go, oh, Tamara, it's pronounced like this and it's super easy to get. But let's see what it says. Open heart, grounded teacher. That's me, used to be a teacher. Practical and methodical. Maybe that's why I'm ignoring it because, well, it's, I am very practical and methodical with my Taurian rising. Crow site, sorry, I'm just relating this all to myself, extremely narcissistic of me. It's supposed to be for us as a community. Lapita <laughs> La Crow's site approaches spirituality in a tangible way. huh. we're working with healing and hands, grounding practices back to the earth while staving, while staying, I don't have much light at the moment, while staying connected to source energy a great crystal for teachers or anyone who wishes to pass down spiritual teachings. Lapida Crow's site values tradition and educates without judgment, sharing wisdom for humanity's highest good. Lapida Crow's site helps with commission to your life's purpose, staying focused on the tasks at hand and taking action in order to make progress. Each day you are one step closer to your dreams. Oh, Love it. I think I might need a a little Lepida site. It's related to the zodiac sign of Sagittarius and its earth. And it's related to the sacral chakra. And the sacral chakra's uh, little byline is, I feel. Okay. So the heart chakra is, I love, which was the rose aura quartz and my new favourite stone which was not going to be ignored, the site is the sacral chakra, I feel. Right, that comes to the end of our session today. It's been a wild session. You guys have been with me through a huge thunderstorm where I completely, I don't actually have any power anymore. So I really hope that this gets recorded. Um, And next week I will be in New Orleans. So we're going to have two weeks of voodoo magic and Cajun magic from Louisiana in the United States of America. I am so excited. So if that's not your thing, I totally understand. But um, let's just see what happens you can find me on I am the horse witch which is my handle on Instagram you can look me up on Facebook I'm Tamara Cook the woman with the sunglasses and remember please review on Apple podcasts rate follow I welcome all suggestions for future episodes. I'll try my best to achieve that. And Water Lily Works, Caitlin, I have not forgotten Star Magic, because I've actually like thought of the episode. I just have to put it off until it's the right time. So please write to me any feedback, any bits of wisdom that you've come across, anything you'd like discussed. If you need a ritual for something, I will try and help you to the best of my ability. Have a wonderful week and wish me a great flight and lots of luck. And lots of love to you, Serena, for your operation. Okay, have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye.